architecture professional thinking about using a Mac in your practice or already are using a Mac in your practice in a sea of uh, PC users, potentially in your office and dealing with some of the issues. In either case, today we're going to cover five pros and cons for using your Mac in your architecture design or even engineering firm practice. And here to help me unpack this is the CEO and founder of ArcIT, a guy who founded a company that actually supports architecture and design firms and allows them to do their best work uh, through taking care of their IT. Boris, hello, welcome. Great to see you today. Hey, Alex. Great to see you as well. Hi, everyone. Are you ready for the battle? I'm ready. Here's how it is. So here in Design Under Influence, our show is focused on one thing, and that is to help you make your firm technology a competitive advantage for your firm. Okay, and we hear this this a lot. And in fact, we have a lot of customers who we support through both Mac and PC. And we do get a lot of questions on whether should I get a Mac as my next computer or not. A lot of people use Mac for personal and then use PC for business. So we're going to unpack all of this and help you kind of make that decision based on data, information, and facts, which we're about to cover. Also, to know that I am a Mac user, Lifetime, and Boris is a PC user. Lifetime. Um, <laughs> now, my other one, my other business, I had to implement PCs, and they're actually pretty good. They came a long way. It's been a while since I touched one, and um, I've been pleasantly surprised. However, in my opinion, Max win. But I'm going to hold that and make you have you make that decision after the after we finish. So, Boris, number one, I'm going to go with pro. You're going to go with con, and then we're going to kind of chop it up and maybe use some stories and experiences that we had supporting our clients with either of those platforms. Number one, I would say number one reason I and a lot of people like me use Macs is, is user experience. And I break it down into three, three kind of subcomponents. So user experience to me means it's easy to use, it's fast, responsive, and then it's also aesthetically pleasing. It's just it's a it's like Tesla, a good place to be for those of you who drive a Tesla, for example, or maybe you know whatever your favorite car, Porsche or whatever. It's a good place to be. That seems the same way. Like I want to put my hands on that Mac keyboard. It's just a good place to be. The mouse moving fast. So overall, user experience. So I would say that's a number one pro, and why people really like to go with Mac. What what do you what do you think, and how do you compare that to the PC experience? Well, um, in my opinion, and I've been using a Mac um, as well, just not for all of my business stuff, right? Um, in my opinion, the PC has come a long way. Um, the Windows 10 operating system, and now Windows 11 is coming out pretty soon, is actually all the things you just mentioned. From my standpoint, they feel very, very similar um, as far as the design of the user interface. And yeah, let's face it, I've been using a PC since I since Windows 3.1 days. So um, I'm kind of used to all of the quirkiness of it, possibly. But it has come a long way. Plus, they've designed, um, they're now designing the user experience so that you know the apps are the center of the experience, right? Kind of similar to what Mac has been doing already for all these years. It's the apps that drive the user experience and not necessarily the operating system itself. Like they're trying to get the operating system out of the way. But I sense the but there. What is the but there? Because we're talking about business, not personal use. Tell me what the but is. 
So now that, well, so Windows is catching up on the user experience. Um, that's part one. And also looking at the Macs, it is harder to use Macs. It, it is great and easy to use it when you're a single person um, or maybe a family, right? Where everything is synchronizing nicely using your iCloud accounts. When you take that on a business side, it's completely different. You still need to utilize third-party applications. You can't just use iCloud to sync everything because your employees may not have iCloud accounts or, you know, it's not as secure, right? One of the things that it's basically a consumer grade product, like you can set different permissions. Like there's a lot more difficulty with using these tools in a business setting for specifically, I mean, if we just take file sharing, for example, and the iCloud accounts, that's where it comes into play. You can't just, you can Share files with everybody, but you can set certain permissions. You can have separate um, things that only you have access to. So things like that become more difficult to help you segregate your business life and your personal life, for example. Yeah, that's very well said. And and I've experienced that. But I also, a little bit counter to that before we go to number two is, is the Mac shop. If you're a Mac shop, you know, uh, that all, all of that can be mapped out and all the sharing becomes, it makes more sense and it's easier but as you mentioned in the pre-show, you still have your personal life, even in a Mac shop. That's always my worry because my 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 iPhotos, you know, sync to my iCloud, cloud, whatever, and then it's a company computer, and you know, the centralized IT has access to all my stuff. Um, that was a little bit of a drawback of being a Mac shop to me. But Mac shop, I don't know if you have if if you've experienced like a company that's all Mac. Um, there's a lot of pluses, but that's the minus, like the, the personal life that gets kind of connected to all of this and everybody potentially can see all your stuff. Right. And that's a big deal, right? Privacy and security is a big deal. You don't want to have your personal data cross over into your business side for everybody to see. And you don't want your business data to then reside on all the other you know, personal devices you may have, or your kids may have, or your family may have, because that creates other issues, right? Your kids delete something, install something and stuff like that. So there's a lot of, there needs to be a segregation point and that's what we need to understand. Whether it's having two different accounts, but then that means having two different devices. Like there's, it becomes more difficult in a business setting. Gotcha. All right, so let's hit number two. So I think those are very well made points. And I think right now we're at a tie because I'm talking about user experience and overall speed, and and that's important for product productivity and aesthetic. Aesthetic is also important for mindset, right? And and how you how it makes you feel. In a lot of ways, I feel like you know, kind of informs your decisions, informs better decisions. Anyway, that's just my personal thing. But let's say it's a tie. Um, number two, I would say uh, security on Max has been traditionally, and sort of, I think everyone sort of buys into that concept, security has been better than PC. What do you have to say to that? I'm just going to smile. <laughs> uh, well, so um, so Apple does a great job of not only securing their devices, but also marketing that point, right? And that marketing is not always true because, well, there's a few things that we need to consider. Number one is, yes, traditionally, historically, there has been less um, cybersecurity attacks 
on Macs than on PCs. But there is also a reason for that. There's a lot less Macs being used in a business setting than there are PCs. I mean, they're obviously they're expanding market share there, but it's still less than 20% right now. So if we take, um, you know, if we correlate that and we take proportionally, take, well, PCs have more attacks, but they're also used 80% of the time. You know, you kind of get to the same point where both devices are not what I would call 100% secure, obviously. So even though uh, Apple does certain things, for example, locks down the App Store and only, you know, only content that passes through security checks can be in the App Store, um, that's great. But if people are not using the App Store and they're still searching online for some free tool to use, it can easily be just in installed just like that, you know, through a browser, um, you know, downloading the installation file, and then you're in a similar position where you would be with the PC. And the fact that Apple by default does not include any antivirus software and doesn't promote installing third-party antivirus software uh, like we know to do on a PC, it actually makes you a little less secure than you know a normal PC would be. Yeah, and from personal experience, I would say there's a lot of overconfidence in this Mac security that I don't take for granted anymore. But there's overconfidence out there that leads to bad things. You know, because we think our Macs are so superior and secure, we tend to not always use common sense. And that's me included, right? Um, in what we do on, on the internet and how we interact with Wi-Fi networks and, you know, how much we're able to trust, you know, every aspect of this of this tool. So um, I think you got a really good point there. I think I, think I will probably give this one to you uh, because in the business setting, that overconfidence or the lack of antivirus uh, software can potentially lead to big problems, especially because we a lot of us use cloud-based tools, Google Docs and all those things. So it really doesn't matter what your endpoint is, you can get in trouble. You can get you know software and viruses uploaded into your cloud and then that's, that's trouble. Okay, so number three, and feel free to interject here if you have a story or something like that to share. But if not, I'm just going to hit number three. Let's go. Reliability and stability. So again, to me, productivity, you know, being in the right sense, right set of mind to make these creative decisions in my work, and, and I'm sure other people could be similar, is like, I don't want to wait for something to download. Like the most frustrating thing I have with Mac right now, you know what it is? It's Excel verifying it's licensing every time before I launch it. So I launch Excel and I wait 20 seconds. So it's PC-based kind of little issue that it, it's coming through my Mac and it's super frustrating. Everything else has been incredibly reliable and stable. Yes, occasionally I'll have to restart, but man, most of the, most of the time it's just working. I, I wanna get in there, I wanna open and I wanna work. I have an idea, I need to get it out there, I need to design it. I need to push it through. It's an email. It's a communication. It's a, you know, it's a drawing. It's whatever it is. It's working. It's reliable. What do you have to say to that? Oh, that's probably, yeah, for me, that's my biggest pro um, of using a Mac, right? And, you know, you have to applaud Apple for that. And, but there's a specific reason for that as well, right? One is the operating system is specifically designed for the hardware that you're running the operating system on, right? There's a few flavors of that hardware 
And then, you know, the Mac OS has been thoroughly tested to make sure that there's no bugs and no issues. And if there are bugs, they're doing a great job of releasing updates really quickly. So you definitely have to applaud them for that. And then in addition to that, um, as we mentioned in the app store, there's specific, you know, software that's been selected and who also has to pay a fee to be in that app store, obviously to develop content for the Mac that, you know, it works and been tested on this hardware. Um, so it's much easier to create software that is less buggy. Now, the con to that is that not all the software can, you know, not all software developers, and it, we have a few of those instances specifically in the architecture engineering and design space, right? Not all software developers want to go into the app store, pay the fees, you know, and then spend significant time and money developing things for the Mac, right? Because if we look at a business setting and we talked about that 80-20 breakdown, um, it's only 20% of the people that they can, you know, why would they invest into 20% when they can put more resources into the 80%, which is the PC-based market, right? So uh, in the architecture, engineering, design space, for example, Revit um, is a tool that many architects use, especially for commercial projects and larger projects. And that tool is not available for a Mac, right? Natively for Mac-based. There's some workarounds that people can do, which becomes more difficult. You're basically turning your Mac machine into a Windows machine. And that defeats the whole purpose of this argument, right? Yeah, this is our whole most popular video out there right now, by the way, uh, running Revit on Mac OS. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. It's definitely, definitely a problem. Yeah, and another tool which is similar, um, and they did have a Mac version initially, but they've since end of life did because again they most likely didn't want to invest the resources. Is uh, Bluebeam? Bluebeam is a PDF editor which is very popular in the construction industry, right? It's probably you know if you take Bluebeam and then you take the second best commercial PDF editor, which I feel is Adobe Acrobat Pro. In a construction industry, Bluebeam gets about 85% of the market share versus Adobe at 15%. So that tool is also not available for a Mac. Mm. Um, so we have like, I have a couple of offices, they have a PC that just sits there when they need to do Bluebeam because, you know, a lot of, as an architect, when you go for approvals and the, you know, the building commission, a lot of building commissions use Bluebeam as the native tool for digital um, for digital approvals, right? So if you go, you don't have to go to the city office and stand there with drawings, you can actually do a digital session through the Bluebeam and Bluebeam Studios, right? So you need to use Bluebeam to streamline the approval process, make it easier for you and your office. But if you're a Mac-based office, you can't use Bluebeam. So you have to have a PC that's there just for that particular purpose, which obviously makes it less efficient and less ideal for a business as a whole. Yeah, I think I'll give you this one. I think that's it. Specifically, we're talking with the AAC community. You you definitely take that one down. So makes a lot of sense. And thanks for uh, expanding on the on the topic. So let's hit number four. I'd say processing power is uh, advantage is a significant advantage of Mac. You mentioned some specs uh, some specs before the show. I'll let you elaborate on this. 
Um, but what does PC have to answer? How does PC answer max power and just just raw processing power? Um, so it's an interesting it's an interesting topic uh, because if we remember up until the most recent introduction of the M1 chip, uh, Max used Intel processors in all of their products, which is very similar to what uh, you know to what PCs have been using for a long, long time as well. So the same i5 and i7 processors and i9 processors were in both Macs and PCs. Now, to lower cost of the devices and to also improve performance, Apple decided to switch to an M1 chip, which is, you know, in all the benchmarks, has been shown to be way more, I guess to have way better performance than than the standard Intel chips. And that's great. I mean, they've they've basically increased the battery life. They've made the computer perform much faster. But there's also a small caveat with that too. Not all the application manufacturers, and even up to this point, where M1 chips have been released in last November, so it's been about a year, um, not all the application people that write applications have been able to natively incorporate M1 support into their applications. So they're using a tool called Rosetta, which is basically converting the application that they wrote for the Intel chip into the M1 code, right? And when that process happens, you're basically losing most of the gains that you would have, you know, performance gains that you would have otherwise. So if it was a native application, it probably performed much faster. But since you're using this conversion, the performance is about the same. Gotcha. So I'll call this a tie. I think yeah. what you're saying makes sense. I think maybe in the future, Mac can break out from uh, raw power and speed, you know, just, just that horsepower stuff. But PC is also no slouch, right? They're, they're going to be right behind it. So I think it's a tie right there. Uh, number one, I'm sorry, number five and the last one. And this is the, the good one. Less support required. So because of all the things we've discussed, uh, it's my perception as a Mac user. I require less to no IT support run my machine. What do you have to say to that? Um, I would agree in a lot of cases, right? And again, if we're looking at this as using a Mac for personal home use, right, with your family, most likely that is the case. Like, I don't know. How many times have you gone to the Apple store? None. None. Great. Um, but when we're talking about business and as we talked about the additional applications that we need to run on top of our Macs to perform whereas business functions, um, it becomes more evident that there is some support required. And again, it may not be support with the hardware itself, but it is with you know, how to run applications on top of that hardware. Many of the issues we faced last year was because of the M1 conversion that I've mentioned previously. For example, applications like, you know, some of our clients use Box as their file repository. So applications like Box, um, Box Drive, which worked fine with the previous version of processor, wouldn't work at all. And they're only in beta right now. They don't have support for that yet. So there's things like that, compatibility issues and things that you need to think about as a business and as a business owner that you need to make those decisions beforehand, right? So you need to have that information beforehand. And unfortunately, not a lot of people think about it. They just, well, you know, Mac is known to work. 
I'm sure they've done all their testing. So I'm just going to go out and buy a new Mac, right? And when they do that, they're like, oh, this application doesn't work. This doesn't work. And now as a business owner, you're losing productivity, you're stuck. So that's where support comes in. That's where I think we help um, other our, our customers, A, in making those decisions and then trying to figure out these issues as they happen in the business setting. Yeah, and some of the things I've heard our customers say with their past providers is when I have a Mac and most of my other team is on PC, I submit a support ticket, someone calls me back. As soon as they find out it's a Mac, they have to go either self, you know, re-educate themselves and come back to the issue or have somebody else, a Mac expert, uh, to call me back um, and solve this issue, which creates friction, which creates just just an annoying way to solve problems. Try to do, you know, try to instead of doing it once and 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 solve it, you have multiple touch points and, and you have to interrupt your day multiple times, which is which is again bad, bad experience for users. Now, here at Arc IT, of course, we don't do it because we're half Mac, half PC. No, we're not, we're really all a lot of PC, but we love Mac, don't we? Well, we're 60-40. All right. 60-40. So that's actually close, closer than I thought. Okay. So it's 60-40. So we natively support Macs as well as PCs. So at the end of the day, out of all these pros and cons, I think score-wise, I don't know, I have to calculate. I think we're pretty much even. <laughs> I think it was like two wins, two losses, and a tie or something like that, or two ties. You know, one, one, I can't remember. E- either way, you will interpret this content as you see fit for yourself. Because look, if you put your mind... If you already set your mind on Mac, I'm not going to change your mind. Boris is not going to change your mind. That's great. The good news is choose we'll still support you. Choose Arc IT is your IT provider, and we will support you either way. We are designed, we're built to support both of these platforms. And all we do, all we do is support architecture, design, engineering firms, and help make their IT their competitive advantage so they can focus on their best work and not worry about things breaking on them all the time. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to, you know, throw us a quick note, go to getarcit.com. It'll be on the screen there for you. And we'd love to speak with you. We'd love an opportunity to work with you. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope this was helpful. Thanks, everyone.